This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series, but for a different spin on the Let's Talk Arsenal series. This is uh, a show that I'm coining and claiming as the Agree to Disagree show. Now, for those that have followed me on Twitter or have ever been in a WhatsApp group with me, you will very much know that I like to use this phrase quite a lot. The reason why I like to use this phrase is because it saves me time. It saves me a lot of time discussing uh, a point of view what I'm probably not going to change my mind on and the person I'm discussing that with is also probably not going to change their mind about either Drew and John most likely involved in these conversations, of course. Uh, and what I thought would be quite cool is if we started to do this in more of an open and public forum uh, and discuss kind of, kind of real extreme questions as well in regards to uh, what's going on in the world of Arsenal and some really interesting topics could come from this. And also, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I think I've got a really good idea, well, you can leave a comment in the video uh, description or just below the video description and let us know what kind of questions you think we should be discussing because, you know, They've got to be questions that are going to be divisive, questions that are going to cause a little bit of a debate and a fracas. And every, I'm going to say every couple of weeks, probably. I can't guarantee us to be showing every single week, but we're going to be getting some guests on. And I've got some pretty good ones to talk to today. First of all, from the Gooners pod, the man who only knows the way to wear a shirt is back to front. It's Mike. How you doing, mate? You good? I'm doing lovely. It's great to be on the pilot episode of this, just like I was on your very first Gooner Talk TV show. Back in 2004, uh, just uh, <laughs> you I keep was on 10. <laughs> 10 in 2004. How old does that make you feel? That's yeah, 2004. You were what, like living the in London of a fetus, <laughs> absolutely. Indeed. I'm 49 now. I, I, I haven't even said that out loud yet. I'm 49, and I'm, I'm is it 50 this year or is it next year? It's like in. A year minus 10 days, it's 50. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, we literally said it the other day, didn't we? That's really silly of me. Um, but no, of course, it's great to have the show. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, myself and you, we go back and forth on a couple of topics. So this is going to be an interesting one as well. And uh, and also joining us uh, is a very special friend of ours as well, who we've got plenty to talk about with beyond just this topic. And it's Ola. <laughs> How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm good, man. Uh, long day at work. I've uh, been grafting all day, just, just got back in. And um, yeah, straight on the show. And thank you for having me on. Uh, salute to you, Mike. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged to be on this pilot uh, for <laughs> Agree to Disagree. <laughs> so, yeah, um, pilot I'm, I'm, usually, I'm, Ola and Mike and pilot usually have nothing to do with each yeah, other when it's in like air and Yeah, on. I mean, 
Don't 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 leave don't leave us tearing up the plane, man. You know what I mean? We might crash and burn. <laughs> I was gonna think if I was taking this show as an idea into Dragon's Den, what guests would I bring on? Would it be Mike and Ola? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but certainly you know it's I mean? gonna be an interesting hour. Oh, you, know, yeah, you know you know what we're like in the in the WhatsApp group. Um yeah, we'll probably be some of the naughtiest people in the in the WhatsApp group, man, but we are we are where we are. Absolutely. We like sitting on the naughty step. <laughs> indeed um anyway this this show is is not only an aid of, of talking about something that's hopefully going to be very interesting for you guys to listen to and watch but it's also uh in aid of a cause that is very close to both mine and mike's heart and even closer to our third guest ola because it directly impacts him um ola i'll I know that we obviously spoke the other day on Lee Judge's yeah. channel talking about this and you gave it a bit of a breakdown. But in short, tell us what the situation is. Yeah, basic, basically, um, right through, for, for, for a period of time now, me and my family, you know, we've been um, making applications for extended extended leave with the, with the home office. And it's something that I've been bankrolling myself. A lot of people that around the country that knows all about you know the 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 system of you know extending stays and, and stuff like that. Uh, know how how expensive this this stuff gets. And I remember during the pandemic because I work I work in the care in the care sector and I look after uh, disabled people. Um, you know that can't really help themselves and you know we try to give them better quality of life. And through the pandemic, you know we heard the government saying, um, you know we got all these foreign nationals helping. Um, you know, the NHS helping the social care system and trying to um, get people, you know, give them, just give them a bit of stability in, in these uncertain times, you know, during the, when the corona first hit and nobody knew where, they, you know, where, what was happening and how to handle it. Um, we were out there risking it every day, you know, no, no, no unauthorized days off. I was in there every day and I heard Keir uh, uh, Starmer, uh, Boris Johnson, um, you know, in regards to um, the, the immigration health surcharge. And um, they, they then said they were going to ex exempt, you know, um, care workers and NHS workers and stuff like that. So come fast forward, the lifting of sanctions and all of that, you go to, you go to uh, the, the application site and they're now saying, um, basically, you have to pay the full, you have to pay the full amount. And um, during those times, a lot of the law law firms they were closed, so because they were non-essential business, as you know, uh, so uh, uh, the only people that were allowed to to open were were essential business, where you know supermarkets and stuff that like you need to live uh, everyday everyday life. Mm -hmm. So those guys that's not been working for so long, they've now hiked up the price. Home offices hiked up the price. It's so unsustainable. Basically, I can't I can't get to the to the amount that you know that that's been asked by the lawyers and the home office and for the surcharge and you know it just became a, so difficult and if you and, can't um, get to that what does it mean uh very uncertain future for for me my, my family my kids um you know f first of all i'm sure i sent you uh you guys a video the other day what they've done now is changed uh the the law around the the uk uh ba system where they can basically once you can't make the application they can come and arrest you at your house without committing without committing a crime and you could be held for up to four years uh in prison um just for being a foreigner uh trying to make his way um you know living 
try, just trying to make your way and feed mm. your family and look after just just looking after yourself and um it's 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 very it's is is dire at the moment and uh, it's it's that serious if i can't make it um I, I sent you guys some of the videos the other day of you know of what the new laws and parameters are are around it and they've they've what they've set out to do is basically for for how they put you on the 10 10, 10 year route and they find ways to knock you back to the back of the queue without giving you a refund you know or whatever money you've paid and then you, you just got to start again and you know a lot of a lot of people are going through these uh, in this country it's not just me there's a lot of people some people can bankroll it some people are more luckier than than others mm. um i fall in the unlucky bracket because i, I bankrolled it myself up onto this up onto this point and um basically it's got to the point i i i just had no more i got no more left and i just had to reach out to 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 everybody which um, is a very for, for brave me. thing to do Ola. the um, to, to have to reach out you know it's you know and sometimes it's very difficult to do that because you know personal pride is is a really understated thing at times um yeah. and you know you say you're unlucky but i like to think of it as you're in a lucky position because you've got yes. people like myself and mike who care a lot and of course you've been on plenty of other channels talking about this exactly and what we've done and you know with mike being at the forefront of this as well we set up a website uh ola set up the gofundme account mike has very kindly set up a direct link to make it even easier to find that account and if you go to www.keepolahere.com and it is literally that important uh, hence why the name of it uh you can go over and and help uh raise the funds that ola who is one of the longest serving TGT members and part of the TGT family. Uh, I was saying the other day, the best part of seven years, uh, you know, myself and all have been friends. So, you know, we would very much appreciate it. We've already raised over £2,000. Um, and a lot of that has come from the help of a lot of people watching the streams with Honor. So thank you ever so much. So we'll mention this again at the end of the show. Um, but please don't send in any... Very, just just two seconds. Yeah. I'll just say, please don't send in any super chats onto this show. If you're watching... Do not send in any super chats. If you want to send in anything at all, please do go to keepolahere.com and uh, anything at all, whether it's 10p or, or 10 pounds or whatever, everything helps to help one of our TGT family that is in need. Go on, Mike. Yeah, and I just want to say that, uh, you know, all, I, I'm a strong believer in in something called paying it forward. There was a movie made about it. And paying it forward is 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 when you just put good energy out into the world by doing good things for people. They could be strangers, they could be friends, but it's done without any intention of getting anything back. And when you pay it forward, eventually it comes back and boosts you from behind and lifts you up. And uh, Ola, you've been paying it forward to people you know and to people you don't know for years. And so, you know, this is where it comes back. And and hopefully this isn't the limit and the uh, the entirety of where it comes back, but so you know this is I'm, I'm glad that you bit the bullet and and came to us about it because yeah it was very, you know, it was very very difficult but um, I'm, I'm sure it know. is and, and and that's why i never you know i would never question i question some gofundme sometimes i have to be honest with you i'm skeptical sometimes yeah. about yeah. The, the cause and about whether you know a person could have planned better for certain things and and truly sometimes there is just a situation where you know you don't deserve to be in the position that you're in and None. And, and that couldn't feel that way more about this. The GoFundMe has 98 people that have donated so far. The most recent one of those, Thank Danny, you the so much. 
Gary, uh, 100 donations. Oh, yeah. so I've got to hit refresh here, but we're uh, thank you so much to everybody that's that's donated, shared, even word of mouth, whatever you've done to at least try and promote it or, or do something positive for the uh, go for go for me campaign. I truly, truly appreciate it. I can't thank you enough. Um, yeah. and, and it's, it's I have no word over for a it. thousand a thousand dollars just since um since sunday night which is i think when the first kind of podcast yeah. publication yeah. of it so we know mm-hmm. that a lot of this money is coming from the arsenal community from people who yeah. have met you and from people who haven't but know yeah. who you are or who we are and and vouch for you so uh so without further ado let's get to the question but i just want to let you know this is not a favor this is this is karma man good, the yeah. good thank you very much man i yeah, appreciate absolutely. it i appreciate it so much <laughs> Let's uh, let's get to uh, the second reason uh, as to why we've joined up tonight uh, for today's show. And uh, it's, I tell you what, this is an interesting question. I know Mike nearly scoffed at uh, when I read out what the question was going to be for tonight's show. Um, and you've probably seen it from the thumbnail, of course, at the beginning of the video. But the question that we are kicking off our Agree to Disagree series is... <laughs> has Mikel Arteta done more in two years than Wenger and Emery did in the prior 10 to Arteta taking over at Arsenal? Um, so to provide some a little bit of clarity before we get the initial answer and start the discussion, this is all around the work that's been done ever since Mikel Arteta took over, kind of where the club is, where the club was when he took over to where it has been now and the things that have been achieved in comparison to the point from 2012 onwards. So yes, that does include the FA Cup victories under Arsene Wenger uh, and Unai Emery's tenure as well. Mike, I'm going to start with you. This is a simple yes or no, first of all, and then we'll go into kind of the reasons as to why. Yes or no, has Mikel Arteta done more in the last two years than Wenger and Emery in the prior 10? More good or more bad? I can't tell you. I just need a yes or no answer. Has he done more? Has he done more? No. Hola. No. Well, I'm going to go down and play devil's advocate and say yes. <laughs> so we're going to kick off, Mike, uh, with yourself. <laughs> Talk us through this. Well, you're going to hate me for this, but my answer of no is, pu- is purely because you cannot possibly do more in two years than you can in 10. And because you didn't clarify whether it's more beneficial stuff for the club. Yeah. Okay. So I'll clarify. It's, it's okay. So it's done more as in for the club, for the club's benefit. Yeah. Okay. Well then my answer is, is a soft yes. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I was just, being enough from me. I was oh, just being still an ass. Yeah, that's fine. Good to clarify. So yeah. why is yours a soft? Yes. Well, because the jury's still out on it, but on on debate shows, you you, you can't account for uh, for the future. You can only account for what you know. So, um, I th- I think when you you know again when you look at Arsene Wenger, let's look at Arsene Wenger first. And if it was the ten years before that, we're going back to two thousand ten. But whether it's two thousand ten, two thousand twelve, until he left, uh, he did exactly what the split ownership group of Arsenal Football Club wanted him to do. Uh, which is a failing of the split ownership situation and the majority owner, who is, of course, KSE. Uh, He got the team to balance the books and then some with European money by getting in the top four every single year and uh, keeping the club marketable as as a world name. Uh, So in that sense, he he did a lot for the club. But when you look at the situation that 
Unai Emery inherited and eventually uh, uh, Mikel Arteta uh, inherited, it is purely down to the va- the vacuum of power outside of Arsene Wenger, in my opinion, that was left. And and there was so much unseen damage. It's like a like a piece of wood underneath, you know, behind the wall that's rotting, and you just don't know how bad it's rotting until something finally falls through it. And then you've got a whole big job on your hand, and that's exactly how I see, uh, you know, the Arsenal situation. That and and so, you know, FA Cups are nice. He won three in his last eight years. Uh, Arteta's won one in his two and a half years, and uh, and so I I'd almost call that even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know, I know a lot of people who like to say that he, you know, Arteta won that with the, with a the squad he inherited. But that makes it, I think, even more impressive at that point because I'm not so sure that the previous coach, in his relationship with the players as it became, would have been able to turn that team into an FA Cup winner, uh, unless Aubameyang, in, in his glory at that time, really just it, it, it didn't matter anything else that was going on around him. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, I I, I think you you can't misconstrue this i believe as somebody did uh early in the chat as being does he done more already than arson wenger has because no, the first 10 asking. years of arson wenger are unquestionably among yeah yeah i mean it's it's among the best 10-year stretch of any manager uh probably along with with fergie in the history of the game so yeah it was just the decade prior to arteta taking well yeah the, the decade prior to arteta taking over so actually that goes back to what 2009 2000, yeah 2009 yeah, 2010. well 2010 because he took over pretty much new year's sure so yeah, yeah i mean in those years we, in those years it was a steady decline with one year of you know second place where we where we actually had a shot at winning the league and then take Less it. 2016, yeah. Yeah. Um, so and FA Cups as well. Yeah. So, I mean, without having this be 20 minutes of me, then 20 minutes of Ola, then 20 minutes of you, I'll stop there. But, you know, my, my reason for saying uh, – my initial reason for kind of giving the last 10 years of Arsene Wenger maybe a, a 5 on a scale from 0 to 10, and I'll give my Arteta number later if you want. But, mm, you know, yeah. that, it's, it's, it. it's that slow downward slide – with the you know the the just the absolute rot beneath the surface that no one really saw coming and you can't blame Wenger solely for that but he was given 100% power in the club because he was the one thing that was stable about it and and that mistake proved costly uh, so I can't credit Wenger for that I can't absolve him for it either Ola you said no talk us through your reasoning um I mean, when you when you look at what what Emery did, what Wenger did, Wenger first um, during the, that that ten year period that we're talking about, a uh, couple tro- trophies in there, mm. ones that we thought, you know, he should have walked after, you know, especially especially after the whole the whole FA Cup FA Cup win, um, then we we won another one against uh, against Villa. Uh, in the in the cup final, oh, yeah. um, and those two, the whole one. I thought, all right, you know, maybe he should have left. The Villa one, he definitely should have left, but you know, it was it was still it was still there. But you you look at what he did during those times and the the players we had um, in the team. Um, I still felt like Wenger, as in as much as you. 
because I, I was one of the people that was campaigning to you know to go at the time. Mm. I, I wanted I wanted him gone. I think you're alone, mate. I was, <laughs> yeah, I, I was very I was very vocal about it. I wanted him gone, and with, with with that said, still Venga on his bad day is still very good. Is much better than a lot of managers around around the league today. You know, on his bad mm. day, he's still he's still better than most of, and that's why. I still went with a no because for me, Ateta coming into the job um, no, with no experience, I was out. We weren't even a skepticism. It was like a big no from me. Like, we can't give such a big job after we've seen Emery, someone that I, 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 I thought, you know, he's coming in with a, you know, with a vast experience in especially in the in the competition that we was in at the time yeah, which was Europa League you, you know it, it won three it won three on the on the on the bounce or something like that you know what I mean so it was really really good and I, and I thought about that appointment I thought yeah that, that's the kind of appointment that we need and when we sacked him I thought yeah you know what we're going to definitely go for somebody that's probably got a much bigger and better credentials than than what Emery had it, it turned out we were bringing in a, a you know, a, a former player with zero experience in managing a football club, let alone a football club the size of Arsenal. Now, when you compare what he's done in the past two years, all right, he won the he won the FA Cup coming in, um, but that was towards the end of the season. It's almost like finishing Emery's what Emery had left behind, you know, because he came in halfway through the season to complete the season and won the FA Cup. But the teams that he beat doing it made kind of at that point made me earn his it earned it earned my it put credit in the bank as the phrase was going at the time like all right maybe maybe just I remember kinda... the fa cup hadn't started by the time arteta was hired so the season was half done but the fa cup hadn't started first yeah yeah very yeah. true yeah but what i what i meant was like he took over the players that emery left left behind and it's it's, it's still half the season so I have to me put credit in the bank, right? But still, when you then look at some of the 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 ways that some some players were, I thought some of them were harshly treated. People like Saliba, I don't know. We would never know the ins and outs of of things. But knowing the type of manager that Wenger was, we know those type of situations would probably would have been dealt with a little bit more. More subtle, more a little bit differently, uh, maybe a little bit of hand arms around them and and stuff like that, which is something. Yes, everybody look. Everybody has their own way of dealing with things. Ateta has has his way. He's the guy. He's the man uh, at the club. But um, the things that Emery and 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 Wenger did combining in that ten years, I still think outweighs what Ateta's done so far. Now Ateta's now on the right path with the the last few run of games that you know that we've seen. Um, and what what happened in January? Because I was moaning in January, especially with not bringing nobody in because I want I wanted somebody in. Like get even last day the the final day of the transfer window, I was all over it. Like what were we bringing in? We didn't bring nobody in. We got rid of a lot of people, and we did that. Um, we did that in the summer as well. All right, we brought we brought in some some young players in the summer. They've they've hit the ground running. A lot of them have. Uh, maybe 
Sambia and Tavares, they've kind of slowed down the pit. They slowed down a little bit, but largely, um, you know, the supporters have been in their way, haven't they? So yeah, yeah, you know, largely the the the, the signings of the signings have worked. Tomiyasu, Ben White, um, Gabriel, um, Rams, Ramsdale, Ramsdale is still the one, you know, and th- 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 these guys have worked. We haven't seen as that many signing at the same time hit the ground running in a long time, you know. Mm. So that I, I want to give him a little, a little bit of, you know, I want to give him some flowers for that. But when you look at everything on the whole, I don't think he's is really got. It's not it's not there yet to where you can compare what Wenger did and what Wenger what Wenger brought to the table, even though it was declining. Even though it was, that's why I premised it earlier on that on Wenger's bad day, he's still better than a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of um, these managers in the league. So I, I'm just going to, I'm just, I, I want to see what Ateta does next. Yeah, because mm. there's this talk about, the, you know, the Champions League and uh, making the Champions League. What are you going to do when we get there next? What's the next thing? What's the next step? And if he follows mm. it up and carries on in this trajectory, then he's gonna, you know, he's gonna start turning me around on some of the opinions that I have about him. But he's on the right path. Well, since yeah. since the Barcelona since the Barcelona matchup that we almost won. I mean, what is what what did Wenger do in his last <laughs> ten years? Once we got into the into the, I mean, it, yeah, it, we went it, out. It was in, quite underwhelming. I remember quarterfinals and Barcelona. round of sixteen yeah, games yeah. against yeah Roma Euro, European European games. Yeah, we got we got. But bad. those are all yeah. before the last the, the final ten years. Bad. And if you bring Mikel Arteta flowers. You got a problem because the guy smells so good already. <laughs> I cannot imagine Goodness what it would smell like. Um, the reason why I said yes at the beginning of this is no, I take and I wanted to get kind of your thoughts on this first before responding, just to get kind of a bit more clarity on it. But the reason why I'm I'm a yes right now is because of the the kind of the the massive changes that I see in this short period of time in comparison to the eight years uh, before he took over. I think that under Arsene Wenger during the period from 2010 to when he moved on, uh, in that period, whilst we won cups, you know, we were gradually falling away. We were falling away from our ambitions. We were falling away in terms of competitiveness. We were making poorer and poorer decisions in the transfer market. Um, players were being put on on huge wages. Uh, I think we think about, you know, Meza Ozil um, and the, the British core. I mean, the amount Theo that Cole Walcott. Jenkinson was put on, Theo Walcott, um, were, were put on extortionate levels of money um, when we could have decided instead not to stay loyal to those players, but upgrade, less so Meza Ozil, but definitely players like Cole Jenkinson and Theo Walcott, for example, who I think that you look at Mikel Arteta and say what he's done with this squad, he's been ruthless with certain members of the squad. And he, you know, he's brought in players, despite having Leno brought in Ramsdale, you know, despite having Tierney still bringing in a player like Tavares, who was outcompeted Tierney at certain points during the season and remained in that number one spot. And I think that the unity, and I think a lot of people brought this up in the chat box, the unity not only between the squads looks the most unified it has ever been, but the unity between the majority of the fan base and the club and the players, I think I think there's a still a small portion. Uh, that certainly are are quite vocal. That would certainly say that they're still not yet behind this manager, or they, you know, need more evidence, which is fine. You know, if you're putting that across in a respectful, non-abusive way. And I think that what we've seen now is we've seen a manager that is starting to galvanise those people that have been on the fence. You know, he's getting more and more supporters as the weeks go by. But the thing is, is that I feel like if we revisited this question 
say in four months time after um fingers crossed qualifying for the Champions League and having a strong transfer window I think there may be a lot more yeses to this and we're going to put a poll in the chat box halfway through this one and probably about 10 more minutes just after we've given some more context for you guys to vote yes or no um but I think that Ollie, you raised an important point is that you know factually and in terms of you know what's been achieved on the pitch he hasn't yet done anything in terms of where we finish we haven't yet qualified for the Champions League we haven't yet finished higher than eighth, even though we look very much likely we're going to do it. We haven't actually done that yet. So I can completely understand still having that position. But I still think there is so met, so much evidence that points towards that we're moving in the right direction that just wasn't achieved under Emery and wasn't achieved under the end of Arsene Wenger's reign. Mike, I'll, I'll let and, you come in now. Oh, sorry, go on. Go on so, yeah, so hence why I said the trajectory that he's on, if he maintains it, you know, he's definitely going to turn me around on, on ask me this question and he maintains it that trajectory, you'll get a yes from me. Mm. Well, and and here's here's my take on that is is I would agree with that if we're talking about what clearly is the most important thing, which is results and on the pitch performance. Uh, you know, we'll know a lot more in three months and we'll certainly know a lot more in six, you know 15 months when we see hopefully a return to big Europe and a return to doing well in big Europe. But, you know, that we'll, we'll learn a lot about this squad, the depth, the ability to manage multiple competitions, because that really has helped him out this season, just as it helped Jurgen Klopp out in his second season after finishing eighth, the first one. So, but what, you know, and again, I think a lot of people in the chat and, um, and I, and I will point out the, the super chat in case you want to address that, uh, Tom, but but don't super chat anymore. We appreciate it, but go to yeah. go to the website at the scroll at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Don't super chat this show, Wayne. We really appreciate your kind donation. Uh, and Wenger failed to bring in a Thomas Partey type player. Partey has gotten the best out of Xhaka, and Wenger failed to address the defence, which I think are absolutely fair points during that period of time we're talking about. But yes, no more super chats, people. Go to the link that's scrolling across the bottom of your screen if you want to donate. Go and donate. Take the there, super chat money, treble it. <laughs> and then go to uh, keepolahere.com, please. All right. So it, you know, and, and so again, the the on the pitch performance is still a work in process, and it certainly is trending the right way. And can you say that two seasons of or a season and a half of finishing eighth and getting to where we are so far is better than what Arsene Wenger did in the, his last eight, and even what Unai Emery did in fifth and in sixth? I, no, I don't think so. But for me, I think much like with with Tom, it's it's about the renovation of the club, and I you know, I must be Owen or something using all these like building and construction references that that he does. But uh, I mean, it's the off the pitch. No question, when Arsene Wenger came in in 1996, which is outside the scope of this discussion, he renovated new player nutrition training you know, the training ground, everything that we know that he did to change the way that football was played, not just at Arsenal, is incredible. But once again, I think once he got comfortable, won some leagues, won some doubles, uh, you know, the, the, a lot of that started to go, we had the invincibles, a lot of it started to kind of go down the tubes and he got comfortable. He turned into a coach much like, Ancelotti and others where you know you're more of a of a just a manager of egos and a and a coach who wants to let his incredible superstars express themselves 
but we didn't have the team for that. We didn't have the profile for that. We had a new stadium that that was being paid off, which he kept the books balanced for. But but you know the, the that's where the rot began, in my opinion. And you know you had the the training, and I'm not just speculating this because of our performance. And Tom, maybe you have as well. But I've spoken to many people who would know that the training under Arsene Wenger was shambolic, especially in the back. In the, yeah, during the period of time we're talking about, yes, there was yeah. there was a lot of questions. Um, because, as in when, as in well, when he didn't have a back four of Saul Campbell exactly. and Lee Dixon and, and so but on. I think and, it's also that the fact that he kind of maintained his philosophy throughout, and there wasn't too much change throughout the entirety of his tenure. So when you're then buying players that have played under coaches that have learned their trade in the late noughties and the early 2010s, you've then got a situation where they're coming to the club. And they're seeing this oh, a style and a training regime that just was nowhere near kind of the level of forward thinking that the coaches that had been training under were. So you're right. Spot and half, on. half the people would come in and be like, "This is ridiculous. Uh, I want to go to a team with ambition." And the other half would be like, "Oh, this is great. I get a vacation. I get to miss games when I, you know, when the game's up at Burnley and I can decide that my back hurts a little bit." Um, you know, and and that was just absolutely rampant in the end stage Arsene Wenger years to, you know, to the point where, where, you know, we had Theo Walcott in the, in the Monday night massacre in, in at Crystal Palace mm. captaining the team and saying that they, that the other team, which was the day I met Ola actually, the very day I met Ola uh, yeah, five man. years ago next week, um, saying that you could just tell from the start that Palace wanted it more was, yes. was his post game comment. That's the lowest point in my Arsenal uh, career as as a supporter, and and it was and, and it just shows you what the team had become under him. And and uh, you know what I see, Arteta has started from such a worse position than Arsene Wenger did taking over for Bruce Rioch after a short spell, uh, you know, following George Graham. And I know Stuart Houston was in there and all that, so don't at me. But the uh, the whole the whole job that he's had to do, Unai Emery coached the team pretty well. He did all right. He implemented his experience and his strategy on players who ultimately didn't respect him for whatever reason because they were the you know the the, the dross that we needed to get rid of. But uh, you know he wasn't responsible and probably wasn't allowed to be fair to mm. deal with any of the underpinnings of the club. Do you think that that's a case of where Mikel Arteta kind of earned the right very quickly to take control, whereas Unai yeah. Emery, like I, this, may come across as harsh. I don't think Unai Emery achieved anything at Arsenal. People will talk about him getting to a European final; he lost it. People talk about him getting a point behind top four. Well, you know, if he'd have taken we, the games against Palace and Brighton seriously, we would have finished in the top four. And Everton, yeah, and I mean, that, that, that slide a, we were in, we were we had third in sight, and then we somehow hmm. ended up in fifth, and and and, and that's with winning our final game of the I season. I don't think he achieved anything at all at Arsenal, and I think that that's that's why it makes it so easy to put him in this kind of bracket of the ten years because. The, the, the complaint you, about Unai Emery from Unai Emery supporters is that is not that he didn't achieve any, is that he achieved a whole bunch. It's that he wasn't given the same latitude and and 
back space that that Arteta has. And I'm sorry, life isn't fair. He didn't, earn, he didn't earn it either. I don't think. He, no, he he didn't earn it, um, and he wasn't hey, given. I mean, it does, uh, doesn't matter. Let's 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 remember what his interview was like. This man came with a whole dossier. Like he had a dossier <laughs> everywhere. We <laughs> love a dossier. He, yeah. dos- <laughs> like he he would have been in a in a in a boy band with Tom and uh, and Drew as the dossier boys. And that's not to say, if I turn around and say that look, he didn't achieve anything at Arsenal, that's not me saying he's a bad coach. You look at what he's doing at Villarreal since he's gone back, you look at what he did at Sevilla. He's not a bad coach. He's done brilliant things in Spain, and that is where he is best suited, and, and that's where he is able to get his well, some, ideas across. The best. Some coaches and managers are better at clubs that are second tier uh, than they are at clubs that are top tier. And, and yeah, I am yeah. calling Arsenal top tier because of expectations, because of the burden of the crest, not because we played like it the last five years, but or ten years. But the uh, you know we we've seen how Brendan Rodgers does when he's at Shel- at Swansea and at uh, at Leicester compared to how he does when he's at Liverpool, which you know was kind of a sinking ship at the end. And and uh, and I don't count Celtic. I mean, anyone could win there, um, but. So certain managers are cut out for certain jobs and certain managers aren't. And we didn't know whether Arteta was cut out for a certain job or not. But he's been given the keys in a way that was maybe a little less total than Arsene Wenger because we now have a management structure that's in control. Whole separate subject, but don't get me started on on, on Kroenke's responsibility <laughs> between 2008 and 2018 when he didn't, you know, when he didn't basically would have been giving 30% of anything he did to Alisher Uzmanov, of all people. Mm. Um, but, you know, we, we've seen a very different ownership structure. We've seen one that has has made a few mistakes, has had to reboot a couple times, but now it seems to be working. And I think that, you know, success will, will feed success. And 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 the, the most important thing, and there's been a lot of flip, slip-ups on this over the last few years, even under Mikel Arteta, is I think we're starting to get back to the Arsenal way. Mm. And that's Great channel, by that... the way. You should go check that out. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a little plug for the podcast. But I, I, have they come after you for that yet? What the, what, the Arsenal way, like stealing that name? I didn't. I mean, the Cronkies aren't because they don't know what that means. I didn't come up with it. It's not me. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> just, just quickly, um, for those that are watching uh, and those that have been tuning in for the whole time, I want to give a shout out to Matt Hansen, to Talia Tavarea, to Desmond Edwards, Scott Gleason, anonymous, an amazing character, uh, Michael Berger, uh, and Brian Valiente, uh, and Daniel Sweetman, of course, who have all donated in the last hour uh, and have raised now over 120 pounds just in the last hour towards Ola's cause. Um, which, if you want to know more about scroll back to the first 10 minutes of the video and you can find out all about it but if you'd like to help support the cause link is in the description and of course scrolling across the bottom of your screen as well don't give me any super chats go and donate to i want to meet this Donald. anonymous character because he's done like he pops up he's, he's very quote, generous he's like 20 times I say he who knows, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank you to all of them thank you very much hola i want to ask you the question if you were to do a list, uh, if I'm thinking back to an episode of Friends where Ross did a pro and con list of Rachel, <laughs> I'm thinking back to this. And if you did like a, a list of what are, what for you has Arteta achieved since he's been here? Like a list of achievements. That doesn't have to be like, you know, trophies and, you know, place finishes, but just what has what have been his achievements during the time he's been here? All right, here? so the, basically the pluses of Arteta since yeah. he's, he's turned up, basically. All right. Um I feel I'm going to give him credit for getting getting rid of a lot of 
a lot of the players that they were dragging this club down. I mean, wage-wise, performance-wise. I'm talking people like Mustafi, people like Kolasinac, um, like moving. <laughs> yeah, you went and got the share. Yeah. I remember yeah. the tank. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the, the Ozil situation. Um, Put yours so, in the chat box, by the way, people. We'll start putting someone else as well. Keep going, mate. To 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 get to get rid of to get rid of those 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 sort of players that were literally dragging the club down. Some players were just there taking just taking paycheck after paycheck and be happy to to sit on the bench, which was something that it now became a culture. Arsenal people were turning Arsenal football club into a retirement home. Um, with that, we have people like Peter Cech. Uh, coming to even though it done well in patches, um, and I gotta give check a big, big credit for that FA Cup FA Cup win as well. Um, but when you look at when you look at what Atleti's done in terms of moving players out off the wage bill and getting the wage bill to where it is now, um, it, it deserves a lot of credit a lot of credit for that. Um, on the other hand. I look at the 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 unity. Well, look, a lot a lot of people are singing from the same hymn shit now. I, I'm not quite there yet, but I like what I'm saying. You know, mm. I like what I'm saying, and it's it's still a That's long way because, like, like... <laughs> including the I'm yeah, not there yet. Can't what, help himself. Hey, he just can't do it. Hey, He's just hey, Mike, this it's little this... animal inside him, just trying to get out. It's, it's what I said about. It's what I said about the come over, over man. And ruining the entire show with my, with my it's what I said about the come over, Mike. Remember? Yeah, well, I listened to you. <laughs> Terence is really, so, really pushing you, Ola, to give five positives about Arteta. Can you give five? So yeah, far, he we've took got a minute five. Got, on the well, show I, 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 yeah, you know what I mean. So now, now we've got moving on I, the dead I, I, books, and we've got improving the wage bill. That's what we've got. Improving the wage bill. All right. Um, a lot, like I said, a lot. Some of a lot of the fans now are thinking from the same him shit. Mm-hmm. Um, our the, defensive the struggle. Structure. <laughs> Yeah, I just, look. I, I, I want to say no. I, I, I want to be try and be realistic no, based on what I've seen. We're gonna do this based on what I've seen. Um, I, I want to be try and be realistic, and I don't want to be blowing smoke up Ateta's ass because that's not what this is. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, um, the, the 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 improvement that I've seen in the defense recently, the amount of goals that we're conceding and the shots that we're conceding per game, because I noticed that under Emery when. when the amount of shots we were conceding, just shots alone, conceding on goal under Emery was staggering. You know, it was it, it was like a basketball game. And he, he was happy with that. The, the way I saw the, in his tactics, he was happy with that. And he, he was almost confident that eventually we're going to outscore you. And I remember Liverpool used to play like that once upon a time under uh, Brendan, Brendan Rodgers. You know, it's just about outscoring you. They don't, they don't mind leaving the back door open, but they're going to outscore you because of the forwards that they had. And um, I, I felt like Emery did the same thing. Ateta did that a little bit earlier um, into his tenure. Uh, it's only now that, you know, later part of this season that it's starting to, everything's starting to look to look nice. So I think I'm at four. Um, five, this fifth one is going to be a struggle. Survived. Um, 
I was actually thinking about it more theoretically like as in like he he got the club through the pack you were thinking about it more literally yeah you're being absolutely awful no I but I mean seriously like you know he he takes over the club into end of 2019 the pandemic hits in March of the following year he wins an FA Cup that season next year is not great and we all know that but he's gone through that period and then this season after you know dealing with the the aftermath of well, I say the aftermath we're still in it but you know what I mean yeah the, the period of which we've become accustomed to it and we're pushing forwards as well there are a lot of clubs that haven't I mean you look at Leicester and how they've kind of just completely plummeted throughout the the pandemic period so I think that it certainly is is one that's on there and how he's dealt with the pandemic as well um Mike I want to continue adding to this list and then obviously we're going to we're going to do the other we're going to do it with uh with the the Wenger and Emery period so what other we've got moving on Deadwood improving the wage bill the, the fan unity improvements in the defense and dealing with the pandemic, uh, what what would you add to that list of successes under Arteta's tenure? There's one that comes to mind, um, and it's somewhat related to the others, but uh, instituting a, a – I mean, to, people hate this, but the non-negotiables. Um, he's done it in a way that if you're, if you're a player and you're alienated by it, you aren't openly – discussing your alienation and letting it show on the pitch. I mean, we know that Aubameyang was popular in the dressing room. Um, I can't speak so much about, you know, on a grand scale, whether, whether Ozil was or not, but we certainly know he had his disciples, but, uh, but Has. didn't really, you know, I think they went with him, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, they went with him and there was a polite goodbye from everybody else uh, with Aubameyang. It was a little bit more heartfelt. Mm. Um, and you know, but we didn't have any, you know, even Lacazette, who we all know is was super close to Aubameyang, Martinelli, who we said, who said when he first came into the club, the first person to embrace him and bring him into the fold was 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 Aubameyang. Uh, you know, they basically said, okay, well, I mean, it was almost like a lesson learned. Like this is mm. the new Arsenal now. Not, we can't believe what you just did to our friend, and we're going to down tools now because of it. So. I mean, I, I just think it's whether you think from the outside and what we know from the outside is probably 10% of what happened on the inside. What, what you think may have happened with Saliba, Guendouzi, Abba, you know, whether whether or not Kalasinek and Mustafi were, were Ozolites or whether they just sucked uh, as a reason for their release. Um, Willian is a kind of a unique story, but he's the one that actually left without asking for a big payout as far as we know. Um, but the, uh, the non-negotiables that he's implemented have pared our squad down from a bloated wage bill and a bloated squad of, of, of pretty much losers in many cases to a tight 18 to 20 person squad of players who are willing to run through a brick wall for him and we're going to clearly improve upon that over the summer with with more depth and more quality. So I don't know what you would summarize that. Maybe just say non-negotiables. But yeah, that's what I've written down. <laughs> his his non-negotiables, which which yeah. have gotten him so much flack, 
I just don't see how you can look back at them and say that there was it was anything other than brilliant man management. And, you know, I think I would rather let a good player go because of over committing to to mint to uh, to hyper non negotiables than let a you know a, a I don't want to use the word but a cancer in the clubhouse or on the team fester around for any longer because we've seen what that can do to teams we're seeing right now what that sort of thing can do to a Manchester United uh, and I don't want that to happen anymore here so so I think that sticking to his non negotiables. Has worked, and I don't. I don't believe that he's unreasonable about it. I don't believe that he's fallen out with Pepe and with Saliba and all these people. I mean, it's easy to say that because he doesn't play them, or they've mm. fallen down, you know, below someone in the pecking order. But I don't know. I don't buy it. He's earned. He's earned my trust in that regard. Uh, yeah, I would add lowering the uh, the overall age profile of the squad significantly um, with the signs that we made. I would add, I think he's improved players. Gabriel Martinelli's integrated him and, and got the best from him um, that we're starting to see this season. But Kai Saka-Smith-Rowe have obviously added an absolutely different dimension to their game in regards to goal contributions this season. I think the, Martin Erdegaard, the player that we saw for six months, he's been able to integrate him and become an integral part of this team. Thomas Partey, I think we're finally seeing the Thomas Partey that we expected to see when he joined and he's maximised him in 2022 and we've seen the best from him and that has enabled also Granit Xhaka to show us some of the best performances that we've seen during his time at Arsenal. It's not been perfect. I don't think you can know, you know, you can't, always teach an old dog new tricks uh, and you can't always get the red cards out of your dog that's for sure but uh, I think we've seen the maximum from him I think that he's integrated youth I mean starting to see pathways for the likes of Charlie Patino to get senior appearances we're seeing players like Alabiosu, Salah Adin, Mika Beereth, Amari Hutchinson all get you know, spells on the bench, Arthur Oconco as well, which is good experience for them, despite not yet getting on the field. And I'm sure if we had more European football and, and more cups to play in, we'd surely see them as well. And investing in prem-proven talent, which is not something that Arsene Wenger did. He didn't invest in your Ben Whites and your Aaron Ramsdales of this world. He went abroad, which is fine. And Arteta has done that too with success. But for years, I remember we had discussions on the podcast. Uh, we need to sign players from the Premier League. I was you know, screaming for Nathan Ake. That's how bad <laughs> Exactly, yes. And I think that that has certainly improved. Let's. We also, let's... by the way, I forgot one. Go on. He signed Leo Messo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll add that to the list very far down. Um, so let's do the same for Avenger and Emery's eras from 2010 to 29 till the end of 2019 to 2020. Um, Ola, we'll start with you. Tell me the, the successes of, of those two coaches during that 10-year period. <laughs> I was hoping you'd be quicker. <laughs> Either he's on mute or we've just... or, or, or broken. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was a, I was on mute. I was on mute. Sir, I was on mute. Um, <laughs> this that doesn't explain why your lips weren't moving. Jesus. <laughs> Um, I, I, I would say, you know, the like I, I highlighted the two FA Cup uh, trophies uh, with with Hull and uh, Aston Villa, and Chelsea, you know, especially ending um, and Chelsea, yeah, especially the big one is ending the trophy drought because we we, we went mm. we went on a long drought at that time. And ending it, what, you know, <laughs> that, well, yeah. That, I'm that, joking, I'm joking. It's know, important. It's but, important. you know, and the ending that trophy drought was was significant. Um, and, you know, it, it, we, we, we were, even though it was against Hull, 
we were seen in a little bit of a different light at that time, and um, it was almost like we were back a little bit, and that's like probably what considered the, as now, right? You know, the, the yeah. modeling. So, <laughs> um, Venga, I mean, he, he brought he brought some high profile players to to the club, like people like Mesut Ozil, Ozil, Alexis Sanchez, yeah. um, and and you know, well, I mean, all, all all these guys always said after speaking to Venga. You know, they just wanted to come play for him. They, they, he is the sole reason having that personal conversation with him on the phone convinced them to, you know, to come to Arsenal. I remember being really happy about those players coming to, to the club. And I still remember every time. I mean, we, we, we've been there ton, countless times, uh, Tom and Mike, mm. you know, w- just watching Alexis Sanchez in the stadium, just doing his thing. I'm like, take my money. You know, th- th- this was how fantastic... That's Take my guaranteed was. money. Give it to Mainz. Yeah, you know, Tom was winning all of them. Or was it two yeah. 0 Bamiyang to score? We got it right. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> um, it was just a win and Aubameyang to score. I think it was just win, wasn't it? Was it yeah, Cardiff? And, and Cardiff? that was the Mainzley game, right? Was what was it? Uh, what, Mainzley oh, yeah, game was, was AC Milan, wasn't that it? That was the Watford game. Yeah. I mean. Would you say finishing? Would you say finishing above Spurs for so long is an is an achievement? You know what? I'll I'll chuck it in. I'll chuck it in. Um, We we could we could have done better in the Champions League. That's the that's probably the one gripe that I really had with Wenger. But you know, qualifying as you see today, being in the Champions League with the modern day that we now live in, um, just qualifying in it is. It's a big deal. And he did it for 20 years with relatively rubbish budgets. You as know, soon as and he stopped doing still... it, it became a big deal to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy, right? Um, but yeah, um, so th- those, I'm those, have to those this are. question because so many people can't understand what period we're talking about. <laughs> <in the> chat <laughs> box. I mean, there's been so many, and I don't, you know, it might just be people coming in, but they're not reading the, the, the thing. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, there you go. Hopefully that helps. There you go. Um, I think, yeah, so we've added there, ending the trophy drought, three FA Cups, signing huge players like Ozil, Alexis and Aubameyang, domination over Spurs. Mike, what else would you add to the successes of Wenger and Emery during that 10-year period? Um, Again, I, I can't think of too many successes that aren't also tinged with a bit of failure on Unai Emery's part. Uh do you I mean, include the Europa League final? I struggle to add it because of how embarrassingly we lost in the final. Well, I mean, he's he's clearly a. I, bl- I, mean, he, I blame that on, on Mkhitaryan not being there. That's. <laughs> yeah. I I honestly, I, if Mkhitaryan had been there, we would have battered Chelsea. How also sold Olivier Giroud who scored us against us in that. Final. Yeah, you know, the one time Olivier Giroud let me down was that day, uh, but. Well, Monaco, I suppose. <laughs> the uh, yeah. So for Unai Emery, I'm trying to start with him. I mean, he uh, he he was very gracious to me when my phone alarm went off uh, in front of in him the at press the podium. Conference. Yeah. Uh, so from a personal note, come on, this is embarrassing. Day. Surely there's surely those two did things in that ten years that get onto a success list. Chatbox, help us out. What are we missing? Well, well I haven't I haven't gotten to yeah. Well, Ven- you know, for Arsene Wenger in those ten years, um, he kept. I mean, again tinged with a little bit of failure because it came at the expense of of, of potentially results and, and and losing 
losing an infrastructure that ultimately collapsed after people realized, but, you know, keeping our books balanced during the years of continuing to pay off the, the stadium debt is a positive. Of course, on the flip side, it resulted in us supposedly having to sell Van Persie, Fabregas, so on and so forth. I'll double the, the, the compliment of him bringing in Alexis Sanchez Mm. In the sense, and and, be, and and what few people remember when they talk about the Fabregas incident of, of right of first refusal and then allowing him to go to Chelsea is, had we brought in Fabregas, we would not have brought in Alexis Sanchez. And I think that would have been the wrong decision. Uh, they they, they happened the, they happened the same summer. So, you know, we did we. The we, argument was we had fat we had Özil. So why do we need to bring in? That was the argument at the time, and I don't know whether whether I mean I I know for a fact the two of them are very close. If you had seen Cesc Fabregas at his uh, at the Arsene Wenger David Dean thing at the uh, in in Soho a few months ago, uh, they I mean Cesc looked at him like a father, and Arsene hugged him like a father. Uh, but I you know he may have still been stung competitively with his decision to leave. Uh, that might have played into him not coming back to Arsenal, but I think I do think it's more about you know, not adding him just to add him. And then they went out and got Alexis Sanchez, which was the reason for most of the success that we had in those FA Cups. Uh, so th there isn't a whole lot because, again, we're not talking about what he did previous to that. We're acting like he was a new coach in 2010 and really just kind of kept the club where they were. Yeah. Um I I am I trying to negatives. I mean, yeah, I know. I, I I don't really want to do negatives because I think it. You know, I th I don't want to sit here and bash. Um, to be honest, like Wenger and. Well, then let me let me flip this as a positive for Arsene Wenger. Well, build, is building the stadium a positive? Or the, the stadium? It's not that period. He had nothing to do, with, that, nothing to do yeah. with the stadium being built. He was just responsible for for balancing the books when it was. Well, when we were paying it, it built the stadium. Yeah, broke, that's what Mike. I put. It's it's I've I've put as a positive keeping us in the top four during those years of financial oh, austerity up until 2015-16. Which is yeah. which is you know I'm not I'm not suggesting falling out of the top four would have made our situation better, but so yeah he he kept a rotting foundation from rotting sooner, and he contributed to the rotting in my opinion that 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 led to where we are now, uh, but doesn't mean it would have been any better had we slipped out of the Champions League two or three years earlier, we probably would have continued to sell our best players even more in those situations. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, but, but my positive with, with Mikel Arteta, and I've seen this, saw this crop up on the internet a lot after the Liverpool game is Arteta can't win the big one, can't beat the good teams. And <laughs> here we go. Uh, can't beat the big teams, and you know the the thought process is well. Arsene Wenger used to be, you know you never knew what would happen, and I and I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah, we beat Chelsea five three once, but we also I mean I remember a six one game, I remember a six nil game, I remember a six three game, I, we all remember an eight two game. There was a five one game. I mean, Arsene. I, I remember. Sorry, sorry to cut you there. I remember the the, the thousand game. That was the so I was at that, it was either Chelsea or I was at that game and I lost my car after that game. I was all over Holloway looking for my car 
I couldn't bloody find it for hours, man. Like, I was he probably so got stopped. sick of what was happening that day and drove itself <laughs> home. <laughs> but you know, so so look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make the same mistake I said once, where I said our losses are better losses than they used to be. Um, but we've competed a number of times against Liverpool and either drawn or or should you know we've we've really had some unfortunate outcomes against Liverpool. We had 20 bad minutes the other day. We will and need to get. Re- Resolve that. Mm, we had a game yeah. right at the beginning of the startup again, nice, where nice. where Sane knocked out mm. <laughs> Kieran Tierney and didn't get even, didn't even get so much as a foul. Mane, no Sane, Mane. Yes, Sane. <laughs> yes, uh, Mane Osane uh, <laughs> did that. That's yes, his, that's his evil <laughs> alter ego. So yeah, you know, a friend of mine does that to their name all the time. <laughs> I, I, really I can irritating. never get it right. I can never get it right. But the uh, it's like Mainsley, like Sane. You sure. can't. You can't say that we're not. It's starting to compete more, and 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 you see an improvement against those teams. And it was going in the opposite direction under Arsene Wenger. It just seemed like, you know, five one, five one, Bayern Munich. Uh, mm, when there was a big two. game to play, it was not just a, a hard comp- competed loss. It was a travesty, and and it. I think that goes down to training and, and mentality of the team. So, I have to say that the yeah there was some that the eight two against Man United was in twenty eleven twelve as well during that. Well, the only time. you know what the the best piece of news about that was. What was that? It brought Mikel Arteta into the club. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we panicked, didn't we? Yeah, it's, that's that's an interesting one. But this is what I'm saying, and this is why. I mean, just to have a quick look at the poll that we put out. It's very close, and I think that's really interesting. Is that, and it kind of goes to show that despite Mikel Arteta not yet achieving fourth place and not yet finishing anything higher than eighth in the Premier League, is that a lot of the fans have looked beyond that and looked beyond that and seen what's kind of happening behind the scenes as to where we've improved. So it's 50 uh, 50 in the, and I find that mad because I really thought it was going to be so heavily in favor of Arsene Wenger and Emery. So it's it's 50 50 right now. I would now love to Arsene. see that poll on multiple different podcasts. Yes, what I would say. <laughs> Say is that I think you're all very much of my train of thought. That's why you probably subscribe. You've but, complained you know, about the echo chamber before, but you've built you know, a very I, nice I one. Built a very nice one indeed. That's why I get Ola on. <laughs> Ola's like smashing down this echo chamber. But no, I mean, you think about it though. We, we've tried, and this is why I wanted to do this kind of comparison. You know, the the, the successes in that specific year of, of the last ten years. Ending the trophy drought, three FA Cups, bringing in big players like Urzu, Alexis, Abamyang, domination over Spurs, top four up until 2015 16. And then you look at kind of the achievements in just the space of two years that we've come up with for Arteta, moving on all of the Deadwood, wage bill improvements, fan unity, improvements in the defense, pandemic, dealing with the pandemic, the non negotiables that's been instilled, the lowering of the age profile, improving players like Martinelli, Saka, Smith Rowe, Erdegaard, Partey, Xhaka, integrating youth players like Charlie Patino and giving opportunities for first team experience like Alabiosu, Saladin, uh, Tim Akinola, I don't think he was there, but Mika Biref, um, and who's the one I'm forgetting? There's one more, uh, Amari Hutchinson, uh, and investing in Premier League proven talent. It's This is why I wanted to raise this question, because I do genuinely believe there is a solid argument that more has been achieved behind the scenes. The big thing, and I know this is where Ola's head will rest, is that he is yet to achieve that final, not final, but that next main achievement being top four is that is the first step. And then pushing Arsenal onwards from there, not just establishing ourselves in the top four, but pushing us onwards to being title challenges again. And that's going to take time. Um, I don't think you would have seen many managers come in when Arteta came in 
and got us to, you know, a top four finish in the space of a year or two. And the fact that we could do that in the space of just two and a half seasons under Arteta, I think is a real achievement. Um, but it's not done yet. And we need to see that through. We're going to round the show off. That's why we're going to do this. We're going to do this every week until... <laughs> God, imagine. <laughs> imagine. To round this off... Um, I want to see if we if we are going to agree, disagree, agree, or are we going to agree to disagree? Mike, on the question, has Mikel Arteta done more in two years than Wenger and Emery did in the prior 10 in terms of positive achievements? 2010 to 2019, yes or no? Yes. Ola, has Mikel Arteta done more in two years than Wenger and Emery did in the prior 10? Still a no, but I want to see more. We are going to agree to disagree on this show, which is absolutely fine. And that's what we do. I'm going to agree to kick your ass after this show. You know what the thing is? With me, when me and Drew finally do this show, this show is going to be five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be no time at all. Is it going to be five minutes long or five hours long, depending yeah, on how you're doing it? One of the two, indeed. Um, now, the, one of the big reasons, of course, why we did this show uh, with Ola, not only to hear his fantastic explanations as well, was also to support his cause. Um, so if you've joined us late and you're wondering what the hell am I talking about, go and click the link in the description, uh, www.keepolahere.com. If you want to hear an explanation in detail about what this is about, scroll to the start of the video and listen to Ola's explanation. But there is also a written explanation on the GoFundMe page. Please don't send any super chats into the channel today. Please just go and donate to the fundraiser. Uh, Ola would massively appreciate it. And Ola, while I've got you here, thank you so much for coming on the show, mate, as always. Well, thank An you for bringing pleasure. me on, man. I appreciate it. No worries at all. Tell people they can find you, mate, and anything else you'd like to plug. Yeah. Um, if you lot are into uh, combat sports, combat sports is, is my thing. I love, I love MMA. Um, I do a lot of... Um, my, my channel is UFC heavy. But, you know, I still cover boxing and I cover uh, Bellator as well. So if you're into combat sports at all, the Fight Week show uh, is right there. Go subscribe to it. And um, we, you know, we, we always do previews on there, do reviews um, and other MMA news, what's going on. Um, things like Masvidal and, and, and Kobe Covington fighting in the restaurant after they fought in the cage a couple weeks ago. Now somebody's going to go to jail because Masvidal's knocked out somebody's teeth in public. And, um, yeah, there's all, all sorts of things like that. Uh, come on the channel. Come show us some love. And, um, yeah, thank you very much for, for having me on the show. What do you think about Paige Van Zandt becoming a professional wrestler now? Yeah, um, she, she went to Bear Knuckle Fighting. She was supposed to be the poster girl for the UFC, but they, got, uh, they now have Thug Rose, who's now the champion. Um, and now her husband... Austin Vanderford, they into this OnlyFans thing, and they invite other girls to come and join them. They they're oh, married, but shit. and they earn they earn Am way I more money. No, 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 no. They, <laughs> earn, that, no they, they earn way more money doing what they're doing than they than, than their actual profession. It's it's wild. But um, yeah, they're one of my favorite of people out there. Yeah, it's incredible. No, it wouldn't be an Ola show if we didn't get demonetized or something. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Ola, for coming on the show as always, mate. Mike, thank, thank you, you as, per, as always. Tell people they can find you and, and what you're going to be up to. I've enjoyed it very much. Uh, you can find us at the Gooners Pod. I think we're uh, I think we're doing a podcast tomorrow. Actually, it's a new thing for us. Um, podcasting, <laughs> podcasting, uh, like on an on like a day. Uh, where we actually plan it ahead is, is a new thing. So we'll be doing that tomorrow night if I can get the whole crew together. Um, 
you can also follow us at uh, at Gooners v Cancer uh, for that cause, which I'll be uh, talking a lot more about in the next few weeks, as soon as we get Ola squared away. Mm. And, um, and, and no, that's and, the wrong terminology. That was, <laughs> we don't want him squared away. We want him kept. Like <laughs> we, we don't want him. We don't want him put away. Um, it, here, squared away means taken care of, and not oh, in okay. like a, not, not like what a it means. Start. Yeah. <laughs> And um and 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 I just want to say the most valuable uh, name in the chat is Peeny Ween, uh, mm. who who did uh, want to donate, but we un unfortunately have uh, I think limitations. There's a minimum, I think, of five pounds in there. So yeah. Um, but uh, but the greatest thing that's happened in the last five minutes in the chat is we're trying to name your your fan base because we all know you have fans. Trying to name your fan base, and because because it's generally a positive group that agrees with a lot of the the, the sentiments that agrees you have. To trying, disagree. To, trying to think of what the opposite of rat army would be, and I came up with kitty <laughs> kitty cat army. So so you sure the opposite of army. So it'd be like kitty cat, just the individual kitty, kitty cat. cat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, no, it has to be uh, army, but, but yeah, Kitty Cat Army is is officially now the anyway. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to join you. I like this a lot. I think the format really works, and I think it creates some really good debate and gets a lot of discussion going. We must have chosen a good topic because it's 50 50 in the poll, which is always good. I think it's just yeah. slightly edged towards no now, just because I've said that 50. Well, oh, no, it's gone back to 50, percent so it's uh. <laughs> It's very split indeed. Lovely stuff. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it. Like the show. I've just said that twice. Subscribe if you're new. Click the link in the description. Go donate to Ola's cause. Uh, Mike, I feel like you're poised to say something. I, I just want it. to say I can't wait to see you guys. Uh, it's it's two less than two weeks away. Anybody who's going to Brighton or, or, or Palace away, but if you're going to Brighton, come to the Tali before and after. Uh, maybe 12 pins after, but Tali before. Because uh, it's just great meeting people and saying hi and putting faces with names. So absolutely. Or yeah, or in Peeny Ween's case, he might have something else to show. No, don't. Why? You really went the whole show without without one joke. Oh, I'm just talking. You knew, you knew Mike was going to come with something. <laughs> Honestly, you did. He went the whole thing. You this is it. this is why this is why yeah. me and Mike on this on, on a show like this is. It's a disaster. You, you know, you knew that. You knew better than that, Tom. You knew. You knew better. Than this that. actually is my best behavior, though. This is this, this is the is, best I get. Yeah. If you really yeah. want to see Mike unleash Mike after dark, go to the Gooners pod. <laughs> That's what you need to see. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow morning at eight a.m. Of course, for the next daily uh, Arsenal news show. Try, someone try and beat Peeny Ween to the first in the chat box. It's ridiculous how. I, I, honestly, it's ridiculous. What you just said was so much worse than what I said. Uh, it really, someone. <laughs> but still, just someone try and get into the chat box before Peeny Ween, please, because it's ridiculous how he really get. He, I don't know how he does it. He's first every he just time. Through his bra, so it might not be a him. Oh, stop it! Yeah. <laughs> I'll create. I'll create the pods. I'll go onto Streamyards. I click Create Show. I click on YouTube. Within seconds, he's there. I don't know how he does. <laughs> It. it's insane i don't read i don't i don't know it just someone's got to beat him someone's got to do it so tomorrow morning the show is at 8am obviously it gets put up before that so is pity week i couldn't i couldn't help it um but I'm, uh <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be up at 4am just to see whether he's the first one obviously, it's, un, it's unreal <laughs> it's ridiculous anyway uh see you soon guys have a great evening as always up the arsenal
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.